welcome to the Porch Confessional, your weekly legal podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 163, and once again, welcome, welcome, welcome to my front porch here. It's so beautiful out tonight. Stars are shining. It's just quiet and calm here in the city. You know, the city living is so much different than living in the burbs. Uh, the suburbs, you know, living in California in Ranch Cucamonga was so great. Uh, but living in the city is so interesting. I mean, you get all the sights and sounds and all that great stuff. I mean, we had these amazing kind of picturesque uh, views of the city as well as the mountain. And, uh, and so it just brings about a different kind of more urban experience, but our, our family's digging it. I mean, really, really digging it. I mean, some of the coolest restaurants are around here. I've been walking to coffee shops. Uh, my son Cooper has been like skateboarding to, you know, all the different places that he likes to hang out. There's a park right down the, the road that has like a Frisbee golf <laughs> kind of thing. So we're like, wow, we're kind of digging like city life. We're kind of digging it a lot. So it's been cool. But I've told you this before, but this little spot that we're in is really quiet. So it's so bizarre because I know all the chaos that's all around me. But for some reason, we're we're sheltered, kind of sheltered here in this little area that we're at. And so uh, it's been so cool. I I have had these moments, especially tonight, just of just unbelievable amounts of gratitude. Like this is a market that is like impossible for people to get a house in. So if you're in the house hunt, I... Man, I'm so sorry. It is so, so hard. And so having a house and having God provide us a house in, in the way that he provided it, you know, I'm just I'm just feeling so grateful tonight. My Our buddy who uh, actually was our realtor who got us this house, you know, he was telling me tonight just lamenting that, you know, he's got, a you know, three clients that he's working so hard, so hard to find them a home. And it's like, it's really, really hard. And so he's kind of frustrated because he's like, man, I just want to help them find their home. And, you know, as he's talking, I'm like, I can't help but feel grateful. I'm just so grateful that we are able to get a home and to be able to get an interest rate, like a record low interest rate. So just feeling very grateful, very thankful as I sit here on this front porch. I mean, it was one of the things on my list. Like, God, would you give us a place where I could have a front porch? And so, so grateful for our front porch. Meeting neighbors. I mean, I got to, you guys know I, uh, that I, uh, I make sourdough. And so I was able to take over sourdough to neighbors. So just trying a little bit by little bit to meet people. I got a hummingbird this week. Like, it was a good week. Really, really good week here and just feeling really grateful. Uh, Also really grateful for all of you who continue to listen week in and week out. So, so thankful for all of you. I know the last few, last month has been kind of all over the place. So thank you for being patient with that. As I've moved here and transitioned my family, we've gone through a whole lot, uh, but we're here. And like I said, uh, just feeling thankful. But I know it's been kind of a bumpy road as far as getting these podcasts out on time. And that's my commitment is to do that and to get better at that. So thank you for your patience and for sharing those. And then for those of you who continue to give on Patreon, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. Thank you for giving on Patreon, helping this podcast continue to go. So our passage today, Hebrews 12, verse 14, 
it, it says this, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. I'll repeat it. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Uh, I love airports and I love flying and I and uh, I'm not much of a talker on airplanes. I mean, maybe some of you are. You're like, man, I love flying because I love sitting and sitting to strangers and I love striking up conversations. I am not that guy. Uh, I want to be that guy. You know, I really like sitting back, kind of watching and observing all the different cultures, all the different ways. I mean, the world lives at the airport. And so it's so interesting to watch the way different cultures interact and react. And anyway, but and on an airplane, it, you get the same kind of deal. So I'm generally a person who gets on an airplane, puts in my earbuds, reads a book, locks in. I can't sleep. Um, so, but I, I really kind of do dialogue. But in this particular flight, I got into a conversation, and I got into a conversation with somebody who is an atheist. So we started going back and forth and and she really started like attacking. I mean, really attacking me. And I was trying to be like, stay cool. Don't be defensive. So she was really angry and really hurt. And I, and I get it. Like, you know, very unkind. Some of the things that people were saying to her, especially Christians who were attacking her. And so she started kind of coming after me and kind of attacking me. You Christians, you Christians. And so I was able to pause her and I said, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm not attacking you. Like, I have no desire to attack you. I'm just trying to get to know you and hear your heart, but you keep attacking me and coming after me. And, you know, I, I'm not trying to tear you apart. I In this moment, I just want to hear you, get to know you, get to know your story. But you, you seem to have very strong views against me, and I don't even think you really know me. And so it it turned a corner in the conversation. I think she had felt like I was sitting there and I was, I was judging her and trying to convert her. And, and to be honest, I was like, that's, that's God's business. I'm here to love you. You know, I mean, I'm here to just listen to you and hopefully you'll listen to me and we can dialogue and learn and grow and, and, you know, in that way. And, and I'm just going to try to love you the best I can. And it was this really cool moment. We spent the next three hours, I think the flight was a four-hour flight, we spent the next three hours just getting to know each other's lives and listening to one another. Now, whether she came to know Jesus at some point in her life, I do not know. But what I do know is that I, I got to bring peace where there wasn't peace before. And I felt like I got off the airport and, air, airport and I just felt like I had participated in something that God had invited me into. And what I find so interesting about this passage is that it runs into conflict with everything that our our culture advocates for. I mean, this passage is truly, truly countercultural. It's gospel. It's what it's what for generations we have lived and died by. You know, and the idea of loving those who disagree with us is very ancient. And when it's done well, it displayed to a world a savior that when crucified by mockers, forgives them. Like that is my, that, that moment on the cross with Jesus to me is so mind blowing. They're mocking him. And he says, 
Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He reconciled all humanity to himself, as Colossians 1.20 says. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. This is, I, I just can't communicate. This is so massive. This passage is so massive. And it. And if you feel a reoccurring theme uh, over the last few episodes of this podcast, it's on purpose. I want you to know it is on purpose. I feel so strongly that our witness right now is at risk. You know, I think... I think for so many people, we are choosing to, to follow a crowd instead of following Christ. All throughout the New Testament, the, uh, the apostles are leading the people into a countercultural movement called the church, right? The people of the way. And at our best, it changed the world which is what we've been called to do. And I feel what's at risk is we're following the ways of the world and the way the world solves problems. But that's not what Jesus is inviting us into. That's not what this passage is inviting us into. And so the language that's used in this passage is so helpful. I mean, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. This is so helpful. It's so helpful, right? It's so helpful. You know, it's kind of like it's, but it's so hard. It's so hard to be long suffering. It's so hard to live out peace in everything we do. What we tend to do is we tend to have a conversation and if it doesn't go great, then we cut people off. Ah, they're on the wrong side of this issue or they're on the wrong party or they're on the wrong side of this movement, right? And, and so we just kind of cut people off. But this is not what we're invited to do. We're to keep trying over and over because people's souls are at risk if we give up. That's huge. It's so big. It's so massive. Do you, can, you, can you hear how missional this is? Can you hear what you're being invited into, what we're being invited into? The core of this is peace. And it's a peace with everyone. And, and it's difficult. And so it's like, do whatever it takes. Don't give up. Keep going after it over and over and over because it's for everyone not just the people in your inner circle not just for the party that you're affiliated with or if you should wear a mask or you shouldn't wear a mask or this or i mean you can just name a plethora of issues that we're dividing over it's like no it's for everyone to keep peace with everyone because if God so loved the world, then you can better believe he's going to invite you into the same glorious mission of all men, of all nation, of all tribes, of all languages, of all political views, of all sides of the aisle. He's going to invite us into that and challenge us. Because that's what he did. That's the way he modeled. That's the way he lived. And what is the goal? This is so important. The goal is holiness. 
holiness. Now, uh, this is not easy, and it's not something that's really talked about in our culture. Unfortunately, it should be all we talk about, but it's not. It should be what we talk to Christians about all the time right now, but sadly, it's it's not. And, you know, we need to get our heads around it. You know, like and God is saying to the Israelites, right? This is a very Old Testament and New Testament idea, but be holy as I am holy. Like Peter, in First Peter, like Peter's trying to invite us into the same thing. He's like, listen, like it was said in the Old Testament, it hasn't changed. Like holiness and our pursuit after it has not changed. It's what we've been invited into. This is a commission to be holy as God is holy. So what is it? What is holiness? It is constant sanctification, a submission to God's will, God's way for God's glory. And the byproduct of living this way is that people will come to know Jesus. That's why it's important. And that's why it's important that we pursue after it because he says, listen, without holiness, no one will ever see the Lord without your holy, without you choosing to be holy as God is holy, laying your lives out before him. No one gets into heaven. And, and your witness, your holiness, it matters because it makes an influence in this world. It's what God was inviting the Israelites into. Be a light unto the nations. And we're called to be a city on a hill, to be salt and light in this world. So people will come to know Jesus. And this is where the real fun is. This is life and life to the full. This is what it is to be a branch attached to the vine. This is the beautiful commission that has been handed to us by Jesus. The question, the question that we get to struggle with is this. What will you do? What will we do? Will we choose to read passages like this and kind of move by them because they're hard? Or every day, every moment, Go, what does it look like to live at peace with everyone? To be holy, to pursue after the Lord, be commissioned and called into what he's inviting us into because our witness is at risk here. To what we do, what we say, how we act, it matters. Because the peace of Christ given will happen through personal consecration. The peace of Christ given will will happen through personal consecration. What you do matters. And it will impact the world both for the glory of God or living just like everyone else, the ways of this world. So the question is, what will you do with the, with the peace that Christ has given to you? Father God, we need your help. This is hard. It's not easy. We're so divided right now all over the place. So we need your help. Would you lead us and guide us for your glory and your honor? So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you. Until next time.